This is another Poets at War General Report. And here's your General, Joshua David Ling. What's good, everybody? Good to see you. Good to talk to you. Good to hear from you once again. Uh, yeah, today I think I'm doing the long-awaited bookshelf tour, or at least one shelf at a time. As far as I can go, maybe it'll be a part two at some point. I don't know. I decided no hat today. It's just too hot around these parts, I'm telling you what. Uh, I just filmed a whole bunch of TikToks and things, and I was standing, and it was hot, and I didn't want to do it anymore, so I'm not going to. Uh, but I am going to go ahead and show you guys some of my bookshelf over there. I had some uh, uh, some shots of it earlier that I took, and uh, I'm going to show those now. I don't think I put my microphone on there on that scene, so give me one second to copy that. And yeah, so this is uh, some B-roll I took a little bit closer so you guys can get an idea of what's going on. Nothing too crazy. Um, it's not a huge bookcase, but it has some very special stuff on it. And I want to go through it for you all so that you can see what kind of cool stuff I've got. Uh, any which way. The um, thing that I decided to do today is have sort of a camera over here to this side. It's sort of underneath my mic arm and all over the place. So just work with me and we're going to work down the first stack, which was actually the very tippy top of that bookshelf and I've brought it down here for you to see and we're gonna go section by section and this is gonna be a live video and I'm just gonna do it as I can so any which way we'll start off here moving to my remote and there's my microphone so here we go uh, I have the book of Psalms for singing this one is put out by um, uh, Crown and Covenant, I think, something like that. Uh, it's uh, a Psalter that's been around for quite a while from some of the, um, let's see, the Board of Education and Publication Reformed Presbyterian Church in North America. Any which way, um, this is the one of the official Psalters of the um, Reformed Presbyterian Church in North America, which is exclusive Psalmist Church. It is an excellent, excellent Psalter, a lot of familiar tunes, some not so familiar, but they're all very exuberant and joyous. This first one, for example, is Arlington, which is, Oh, greatly blessed is the man who walketh not astray in counsel of ungodly men, nor stands in sinner's way. So that's a cool, nice little Psalter. I love collecting songbooks of various types, and that's a good one. The next one is like unto it. It is the uh, slightly updated version. I'm not sure what year. There's a red one, there's a, uh, a blue one, and there's and this one's kind of messed up. And there's a red one, a blue one, and a green one. But this is the Trinity Hymnal. Uh, so we'll come in here and take a look here. Revised edition from the Orthodox Presbyterian Church in America. It's got some good stuff in here. First, uh, oh, let's flip to a random page. Ooh, Angels from the Realms of Glory, one of my very favorite Christmas hymns. Angels from the realms of glory, wing your flight o'er all the earth. Good stuff. So that's that one. This is the one that my church currently uses in worship services. And then the next one, this is the hymnal that I sort of grew up with, uh, mainly at um, 
Chalcedon Presbyterian Church and other places. This is the original blue Trinity hymnal. Um, it has creeds pasted in the front, like we had at our church. We just went ahead and pasted them in the front. Uh, let's flip to a random one, see if I know it. Who knows? Let's see. Uh, we have, this is the day the Lord has made. He calls, he calls the hours his own. Let him rejoice, let earth be glad, and praise around the throne. I think that's, yeah, Arlington, same tune as we had in the Psalter. That's funny. Um, but yes, so that was Isaac Watts. This is also very good. The big difference between this one and the green one is the green one has some newer songs and even some older songs that didn't make it in here. Be Thou My Vision being the most glaring omission from this one. But there are some hymns in this one that are a little bit more um, staunch and conservative in various ways that they kind of took out of the green one and the red one later on. And uh, I keep this one around because it's got some of those old school awesome ones. So this one was given to me temporarily. It's been sitting up there. I've read a little bit here and there, but it's the Dungeons and Dragons handbook. I have a friend who's trying to get me into some games and stuff like that. I think I'd enjoy it, but you know, it's just something that it was a good place to put it. So that's where it is right now. Let's move to the next one. This is awesome right here. Oh, a Hatful of Seuss, five favorite Dr. Seuss stories. Oh my goodness, just chock full of Seussian goodness right here. And I don't even know, I, I've only opened this a couple of times to be honest with you. I love Dr. Seuss and it has a couple rips, but it's okay. Uh, Bartholomew and the Ooblek, If I Ran the Zoo, Horton Hears a Who, The Sneetches and Other Stories, and Dr. Seuss's Sleep Book. So this has some good awesome Seuss stuff. And it actually has the pictures on the front. I didn't even notice that. I need to read Bartholomew and the Ooblek. That sounds fun. I haven't read that one. My super awesome special edition kind of thing for How the Grinch Stole Christmas. This is my favorite Dr. Seuss story, and I really love it. I really should do a general report specifically about this one at some time and the implications that it has. If I haven't done one already, I feel like I might have. I'll have to go back and look. But uh, it is beautiful. It is wonderful. I mean, it's the Grinch. Everyone knows the Grinch, right? Then I have The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, Visual Companion. As you can tell, this top shelf is kind of where I put a lot of my coffee table books that just kind of look nice and sit there. Um, obviously, I still pull up, ooh, Mount Doom. I still pull up all kinds of things, the Haradrim, uh, Battle of Pelennor Fields, Gandalf. I, I, I put a lot of these coffee table books up there because they look good on the top and they're too big to fit on any of those tiny shelves. It's more of a DVD shelf than a bookshelf, so to speak. Uh, but yeah, let me go grab the next set. Be patient, will you? I'm going to turn on some background music while we wait. How about that? If I can. Where's my background? Oh, no, I don't have them in here. That's okay. I'll be right back. All right, I am back with Hans Christian Andersen. 
classic fairy tales. This is a full collection from Barnes & Noble, one of these beautiful little collections, and I'm a huge fan of these. Wish I had more, but Hans Christian Andersen is one of the best I could ask for. I absolutely adore Hans Christian Andersen. I love his stories. I have books falling to the side of me right now, so I'm trying to work that out. <laughs> okay, and then uh, we'll move on to the next one. The next one is The Dragons of Blue Land by Ruth Stiles Gannett. And I actually have a couple different of these uh, My Father's Dragon books. Uh, and I've looked into them a little bit. My mother gave them to me, but I haven't done a lot of research into these. They look totally up my alley, but I just haven't really gotten into them yet. I'm gonna, that's going to be a theme moving forward. <laughs> a lot of people give me books assuming that I just sit and read all day based on how I talk, and that's patently not true. Um, sometimes I wish it was, and sometimes I think, ugh, books? <laughs> anyway, we have 101 famous poems. Uh, with a prose supplement. And this one I really like because it actually has some photos of most of the authors inside. This was published, uh, let's see, what was the publishing going? <laughs> I like also how it kind of just starts out. It has a very short preface. Copyright 1958 by the Riley & Lee Company, printed in the USA. And so this one is pretty old and honestly in fantastic condition and I love reading from this one for my TikToks and other things a lot of these poetry books I got specifically for that reason a lot of you are familiar with this book by now this is across the years and other poems by my great-grandfather Ralph Wilkinson and uh, this was published by um, a, a, my uh, uncle who was his son-in-law under a vanity press of some kind back in the day let me see if it says i doubt it but yeah it says published by the author it doesn't say anything else um for additional copies contact ralph wilkinson va medical center building blah 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 printed by halo harlow press 50 victor detroit michigan blah 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 1982 is the the date on this book so this is just a compilation of my great-grandpa Ralph's poems, and we'll be getting to, in just a moment, the letter that my Uncle Mark gave to me when he gave all of the cousins, uh, all of his uh, nieces and nephews, copies of the book. And that is here. We have some things here that aren't just books, but they fit well on the shelf, and it, for me, is special because it is like a whimsy of the story of me. So... You can see my name, Joshua. It says, Merry Christmas 2000. I was 10 years old. I don't think I knew that I got this book back then. I mean, I've known for a while, but... All right. So, here we are. Here's a picture of my great-grandpa Ralph and his wife. And I'm going to read this letter to you all. I'm going to read any letters or notes that I have in here. So, Sammy... Uh, Ralph Wilkinson, Samuel Wilkinson, born October 24th, 1855, and Ida M. Russell, born January 25th, 1853, were married January 27th, 1875. Ralph Wilkinson was born February 4th, 1896, the youngest of seven children. Ralph's mother died October 1st, 1901, and his father died July 4th, 1908. At the age of 12, Ralph was an orphan boy who lived, who lived at various brothers' farms. 
When the United States became involved in World War I, he was enlisted in the U.S. Navy and was a plane captain at Pensacola Naval Air Station with the rank of machinist mate first class. Uh, let's see. During this time, he was a plane captain for both uh, for Dick Grace and Major Al Williams. Both would become famous flyers in the 1920s and 30s. At the end of World War I, he attended Michigan Agriculture and Mechanical College for one year, then married his high school algebra teacher, Bessie McLean, which is the most Scottish name ever. I love that so much. That's Bessie McLean right there. That's how I'm connected to the McLean clan. Uh, anyway, let's see. Um, Ralph was de a design engineer at Union Steel Products on bakery equipment until retiring. He was interested in hunting, fishing, and all outdoor activities. He also studied. He also was studying watercolor painting and wrote articles for magazines as well as poetry. His wife died February fourth, nineteen fifty-five, and he died in nineteen eighty-two. It was during the last years of his life that he wrote and published this book of poetry. The book, Across the Years and Other Poems, was published in 1982. So actually, he was the one who published it. I, have, I keep forgetting and looking at it and then understanding later on. But Mark was the one who specifically got these and give them, gave them out to everybody. My cousin Mark, or my uncle Mark Trask, which he has a couple poems in here as well in the book. So we'll move that over to the side. I've got a couple notes here, or a note. Let's take a look at this one. I like to hide these notes among the books, like I said, just kind of as a sense of whimsy. This one says, oh, this was from my mom. This is, says, Sunday, 1991. Uh, little Joshua, happy birthday to you. Uh, the love you and Jesus... Uh, we love you and Jesus, too. As you grow with the passage of time, stay close to Jesus and you will be fine and you will find he will guide and bless you and show you the way to meet him in heaven some happy day love you dearly great granny Ling and pop and poppy so this was actually a poem written by my great great grandmother the one who raised my father um, she wrote this to me as a note and, uh, she was the first person, special person in my life that passed away. And so that was, you know, an interesting situation that I dealt with as a pretty young kid, uh, actually a second person, my, my poppy passed away her husband before that, but that's a very special note right there. <clears throat> Next we have Celtic myth and legend by Charles Squire. I read a little bit of this one, haven't gone too in-depth, but it seems that it's just a collection of and and study in how and what the Celts did, what they worshipped, what the mythologies were in the various sectors and places of the you know, all the all the Celtic nations. And it's a it's a fun book. I like the, you know, the fonts and text and color. It fits well with all my other books, and I'm definitely gonna read more of it at some point. Next, we have what's this one here? Do do classic Irish stories. Okay, look in here. I've looked less at this one. Edited by Michael P. Quinlan, 
And it seems this one, let's see if there's a preface or something that I can read, because I've, I've only looked at this one a handful of times, and I am kind of at a loss for explaining what it is. Uh, don't have a dust cover or anything. I guess it's just a compilation of stories um, and other sorts of things mixed in. Yeah, so that's fun read that at some point everyone knows i love celtic stuff so i love celtic mythology it's interesting it's so varied and different all right now we're getting into some other weird fun stuff from the family so this was actually a uh let's see here yep there we go a book <laughs> written by me i guess yeah i think i drew this one when i was a little kid and it came to me, and so of course I kept it. <laughs> There's Dad, and there was Christopher, and Jonathan, my brothers and sisters. Uh, there's me, Joshua, and I got a hat on. Yep, that's fun. So that exists. This was a... This one's pretty cool. This is a fun little card that my mom got my dad after he was shot. I think I've told that story before. If I haven't, I need to very soon. But it was the thing that kind of brought them together uh, and kind of forced them into, not literally, but forced them to really kind of reckon with mortality and especially my dad and, you know, get married. So it's a zoo in there, a hospital coloring book, a little on the zoo-y side. Uh, let's see, it says, and my dad actually colored this in the hospital. <laughs> this is the new intern. His horns are droopy because he's been on duty for 36 hours, grazing on junk from the vending machines. Color him burnt, burnt, burnt out brown. Here comes the tortoise with the bedpan. Color her slow. <laughs> so there's, you know, didn't color all of it. Got some of it done. But it's a funny little goofy thing. And over here it says, praise God from whom all blessings flow, Kelly. That's my mom. So that's a fun little thing. Um, yep. Move that over here. All right. Ooh, little love note cards from my mom to my dad. It says, uh, Keith, just wanted you to know how much I love you and praise God for you. Simple, straightforward. This one says... A hard-headed man proved Keith Ling, as God guarded his life from death's sting. Had he known from the start it would turn Kelly's heart, he'd have bought her a bullet-shaped ring. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Like I said, that's kind of the story in a nutshell. I need to do that one as a TikTok sometime. I need to remember that. All right, we're going to move on to the next one. And silly me, why didn't I just turn it to this? Let's see, no intros, and then background music, anyone? Do I have background music here? Yes, I do. fade that out all right and back to this one right here boom this is the one where i get a whole bunch of my poetry this is my favorite poetry book that i've ever owned 
Uh, my mom actually read a copy of this one to me for quite for many 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 times. This is the Golden Books, the Golden Books Family Treasury of Poetry, uh, by selected and with a commentary from Louis Untermeyer. New introduction by Leonard S. Marcus, illustrated by Joan Walsh England, and this one is absolutely gorgeous. It has illustrations all throughout. And it is one of my absolute, some of them are in color, and it is absolutely my favorite poetry book ever. It is just breathtaking. There's Annabelle Lee. Just look at that picture. Just, just wonderful. Totally gets the longing of Annabelle Lee by Edgar Allan Poe. Anyway, fantastic book. I highly recommend you picking it up. It's my absolute favorite poetry book. Next, we have, let's see here, The Story Hour, uh, Child Horizons. This one's a, another anthology kind of a thing. This one had some ones in it that my dad read over and over and was just really, really fun. It has some uh, kind of monochrome colored. They're not all yellow. They're different colors, different stories, but they're fun little ones. This one's pretty fun. This one's called, uh, let me turn back a little bit. Ah, oh, these are fun stories. Let's see here. Oh, that's not the beginning. <laughs> Let's see if I can find the beginning of this one. Sorry, I just I noticed it and I'm like, I know that one. There it comes. Hold on. Whoop, too far. Too far. In the meadow. No, that's not it. Anyway, you get the idea. Gone is Gone by Wanda Gag. Or Gak. I can't. Gag. So there's a lot of really good stories in here. The pancake being one of my very favorites. It's a version of the gingerbread man that's uh, Dutch and a little bit different. I enjoy that one. This one was given to me. It's pretty good. The favorite, favorite poems, old and new, selected for boys and girls by Helen Ferris. This one doesn't have any illustrations, but it has some pretty good poems in it, and it's a big book. I mean, it's a thick book. Uh... I'd Love to Be a Fairy's Child by Robert Graves. There you go. So, good stuff. And we have, most people will recognize this one, and this one's a little messed up, but The Book of Virtues by William J. Bennett. A classic. Lots of poetry and stories in it. Everyone kind of knows what it is if you don't look it up. It's a classic. Then we have The Complete Brothers Grimm. Uh, uh, it is all kinds of taped and messed up, but of course, I mean, it's Brothers Grimm. It's good stuff, right? So there we go. And uh, I think we're going to move on. That was a short shelf. This is another Poets at Wall. No, it's not. I mean, it is, but we already did the intro. <laughs> uh, to the next shelf. So for these, I'm not going to actually put them all down. Um, everyone sees these when they look at my bookshelf. They are gorgeous. They are beautiful. They are Collier's Junior Classics. You can see there, Harvest of Holidays, etc., etc. And this was a set that I was given by my mother. Um, these are wonderful children's storybooks, and I love the colors on the shelf. They really just added every bit of the aesthetic I was hoping for and longing for in this whole project. 
Um, they have a lot of cool stuff in them. This one, excuse me, Harvest of Holidays. Uh, the Valentine Box by Maud Hart Lovelace. Was the random one I turned to just to show you guys a little bit of the insides. I'm not. I'm gonna skip through this series just because it is so huge, <laughs> and I really don't want to go through each individual book over and over and over again. And I'm gonna do the same for the next series. One moment. So I have some of these in green and some of these in blue, and I don't have all of them. It's an incomplete set, but it's uh, the My Book House Storytime series, and um, there's a whole bunch of them, and they're really, really good. They have a lot of good stuff in them. I haven't looked as much into these, but they are gorgeous little storybooks. I got a lot of these from uh, my mom's side of the family, people just giving them to me, or to my mom and then to me. <laughs> And so I just kind of collect any of these old hardback storybooks. They're just wonderful. So All righty. Let's get back to the other camera, shall we? Okay. We have a Precious Memories Bible. I don't know how that got there. I think that's my, my daughter's pretty simple kind of a thing. And we have the Fantasy Stories of George MacDonald, a paperback set of The Wise Woman, The Light Princess, The Gray Wolf, and this one's put in backwards, The Golden Key. So that's that set. Then we have a small C.S. Lewis set. This used to have its own cardboard uh, case like this one, uh, but it's the the problem of pain, the weight of glory. I'll turn this around. Miracles, the great divorce, and the screw tape letters. So that's that section. We will move on to the next one. uninteresting dictionary on that shelf as well but uh, first of all let's get back to that camera we have worthy is the lamb uh, it is uh, it is nearly impossible to know the Savior without being uh, elevated to lofty and exalted thoughts of him it is little wonder then that the Puritans put their pens to writing about the physician of their souls as well as matters of the soul here are hundreds of poems on the most noble of all themes, the Lord Jesus Christ, by some of his choicest servants, the Puritans. So this is mainly a Puritan book. There are a few people who aren't Puritans in here, but they are psalms, or excuse me, hymns and uh, other sorts of poems that um, the Puritans wrote. Wonderful book. I do some of these on TikTok. They are fun. Next, this came from my friend who lent me the... Dungeons and Dragons book. It is, 
I have not gotten to it yet, but it is The Legend of Drist Collector's Edition Book 3 by R.A. Salvatore, or Salvatore. I haven't really looked into it much. Ah, classic. I love this book. I've read this one a couple times. Stardust by Neil Gaiman. Uh, I love the movie, love the book. I love certain things about each more than the other, surprisingly. But it is a wonderful book, highly recommended. And it's not super thick either. This book could get me in trouble, <laughs> as it's gotten a lot of people in trouble over the years. This is The Hunt for Confederate Gold by Thomas Moore. It is a, um, well, let me just read the back. Ah, as, American co- as Americans colonized the West, they established several Confederate United States. National unity under one government was much less important to them than the preserving the principle of consent. Uh the principle of consent of the governed set forth by the declaration of independence though no one can predict the future we can however project current trends and oh, this is someone writing okay so this doesn't exactly tell what the deal is but thomas moore is a former pentagon official in the reagan administration who served on the professional staff of the senate armed services committee and directed defense and foreign policy studies at the heritage foundation he lives and writes in alexandria virginia uh this is sort of well, it was described to me, and I haven't read the whole thing yet. I keep reading part of it and haven't gotten through all of it. But it's described as national treasure with a uh, not pro-slavery, but pro-Confederate bent. Uh, and for those of you who may not understand what that means, very basically, uh, the South was actually fighting for much more than slavery, unbeknownst to a lot of people who have been trained in the school systems and haven't really learned the other side of the story. So this book, honestly, everything I have read of it is excellent. So let's move on to the next shelf, shall we? All right, we've got a stack to start with. Back to this camera. But for the grace of God, an exposition on the of the Canons of Dort. I think this was given to me by my pastor. And I was uh, interested in it. If it wasn't my pastor, it may have been my father-in-law. But theology book, you know. I haven't looked into it too much. Next one. Bedtime storybook Bible. Uh, Bedtime Bible storybook. So I don't know much about this one. This was given to me. Slash bought by my wife for my daughter. And I think I've read a little bit to her. But what we believe by Cornelius or Corn. Cornelis P. Venema. I believe that's the same one as the other one. Yes. So, uh, Exposition of the Apostles' Creed. Then we have this beautiful illuminated Bible, uh, which you're supposed to illuminate in the margins. I haven't done a lot of this, and neither has my wife. I got it for her for a gift a few years ago, and she's expressed interest and then not expressed interest, and I'm kind of like, well, do I want to try my hand? But then I don't, because I really suck at art. But, you know, who knows? It's beautiful regardless. It is ESV translation, by the way. Then we have The Power of Myth uh, by Joseph Campbell with Bill Moyers. I have heard the audiobook slash documentary of this one, but my father-in-law actually came by and dropped it off. Not his sort of book at all, but he knew I would like it, and it's a good thing to have. So I enjoy that. Next we have a newsletter from Chalcedon Presbyterian Church back from 1987, uh, September specifically. And in this issue, 
is a story, the story, I should say, about my father. There he is, Keith Ling. It says, Chalcedon member shot five times in the head, sings in church choir six days later, a testimony to the gracious providence of a sovereign God and the protection of his people. And it has the whole story, and I will read it for you guys soon. So, yep, that one's wonderful. Let's bring up the next stack. I grabbed a large stack this last time, so I don't need to go back over again. This is my wife's favorite Bible. She's had this one for a very long time. It is NKJV. I don't know if it'll focus there, but there it is. Next we have, I think it's my oldest Bible, New American Standard. I've used this one for quite a while. It's kind of my go-to when I'm reading stuff. I prefer New American Standard. It's very accurate. A lot of people say it's hard to read, but it's not really for me. Honestly, it's pretty great. Um, then we have this one here. I did a TikTok about this, but I don't think I've published it yet. This is a very old book, and you can't even tell the, the words are kind of there, but it's really hard to tell. I put a little tape on it. I know some people hate that, but this is, let's get to the title page and not break it, the standard book of British and American verse published in selected by Nella Brady, prefaced by Christopher Morley, published in, I believe it's 1932, yes, down here, 1932. This is the oldest poetry book that I own, and it has some Geoffrey Chaucer, John Dryden, what else, William Wordsworth, you know, your classic stuff. And it has a wonderful preface by Christopher Morley, which I will read for you sometime just because it's that good, just talking about the transcendence of poetry. Then we have my copy of the NKJV Bible. I read this one a good bit too. It actually has my name embossed there, which is nice. My father gave me that. Then we have children's The Children's Treasury, a book to grow on. I don't know much about this one right away. I just know that I picked it up from my mom. I think I don't have I don't think I've had this one for very long. 1960 5147 by Book Production Industries Incorporated. So this is like really simple little kid stories, but it's a big book full of them. So that's cool. Got some really cool illustrations there. That's beautiful. I like that. These old school illustrations are just gorgeous. So that's that one. And we have one more shelf of the precious books to get to. Let me turn it back to this one over here. And so I have, we've gone through my main bookshelf over to this side, but now we're gonna go through the ones that are up here. Most of you know already what's up there, but I'm gonna bring it anyway, one second. I'm gonna carry them all over. I'm gonna do it. Okay, we have my Hobbit and Lord of the Rings set. The Hobbit is not in it currently because it was being read elsewhere. That's just a simple paperback edition inside of uh, a nice cardboard sleeve. So wonderful, beautiful. Next we have the Wingfeather Saga minus uh, the uh, North or Be Eaten, which is the second book, should be going in between here. Uh, and uh, plus the Wingfeather Tales, which was a 
Kickstarter book with uh, anthology series with various writers writing in the world of the Wingfeather Saga. We got On the Edge of the Dark Sea of Darkness, Monster in the Hollows, Warden and the Wolf King, and the Wingfeather Tales by Andrew Peterson. So, there's that. Most of you know these are my four favorite book series in the whole world. And this one is yet another. So we've got The Paradise War over here, The Silver Hand and The Endless Knot by Stephen Lawhead. That is the Song of Albion series. These are wonderful hardbacks. Uh, I wish there were illustrations, but you can't get illustrations for adult fantasy novels these days. Everyone just prefers, uh, you know, I guess words because we have our imagination or whatever, but come on, man. Illustrations are awesome. Then we have my Chronicles of Narnia premium uh, paperback uh, edition with glossy pages and illustrations. Here's Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. The only reason that Dawn Treader isn't in there is because it's currently being read. There you go. There's the fox and the toast, the toast, the feast. So oh, get back to that nice one. There's a big one there. Ooh, scary. Deeper of magic from before the dawn of time. These are wonderful. I absolutely adore these. I put them in the correct order, as you see. <laughs> the uh, Dawn Treader goes there. And so take note, if you don't know, C.S. Lewis's Chronicles of Narnia. And then we have, last but certainly not least, the oldest, well, I don't know if it's the oldest Bible I own or not, but it is certainly heritage-wise the oldest Bible I own. This is a KJV in giant print. It has some stuff in the middle. Let me see if I can get to that with some illustration or not, not illustrations, photos of the Holy Land during the time that this was taken. Yes, that's kind of falling apart, but none of the rest of it is. Um, so that's in between the Testaments actually. And this was owned by, let's see if they have it on the page or not. My great grandmother Hazel Ruth Massey Ling and she uh, gave this to my dad and my dad gave it to me and it is a wonderful Bible and it reminds me of her and it's got some underlining and stuff of things that she was were due to her and of course that's very special for future generations so with that let's go back to this okay let me just say thank you for watching um now i have to put this all back up <laughs> but i hope it was an interesting little tour for you especially seeing some of those uh, little messages and things from my mom and my dad and just seeing what this bookshelf project has meant to me as part of this office the fact that i can walk in to my office every day and see all of that up on the bookcase and know that there's hidden uh, letters and notes and meanings and everything else inside of it. It makes me excited to write my own stories and to push forward into other avenues and things. And so uh, everybody be your family's bard <laughs> like this, you know, do stuff like this, do stuff like a bookshelf, you know, collect these beautiful mementos and things. 
Follow God, do not turn to the right or to the left, and the Lord will be with you wherever you go. We'll see you next time in the trenches on Poets at War. God of song said-